Welcome back to ATTV Tea Time. My next guest is one of the most prominent music video directors in London, Kirks. He has shot for artists such as Notes, Mahalia, Mabel, Steph London, Nave Smalls and more. Kirks has been the man behind the camera of some of the most popular daily duppies and continues to capture outstanding music videos and freestyle videos. As well as recently, he has started his own content creation vlogging behind the scenes. In this episode, we discuss how Kirks made it to London and became an integral part of the UK scene. We speak about education, family and the inner workings of a director's role. So welcome. Thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. We've had a lot of chance to talk downstairs, no, but no. not ruined anything just yet. So directing, I want you to tell me exactly, was that always the goal? Like, how did you get into that? No, you know what it was? I was an estate agent before I got into videos. No. Yeah, and I had a friend out in Antigua and he was like, bro, come out here, we'll shoot some events and we'll just... uh." Like, just have fun. So I moved out to Antigua. I started running on set for, like, Michael Kors, Next, and uh, just some other brands and doing events on the side. And when I came back to England, the, I just started hitting up rappers, like, yo, do you want a music video? Like, because there's loads of rappers in London. It's really, like, easy to get into what it was at the time. And uh, from there, just one thing led to another. And to be honest, I didn't even know what, like, a full music video production was when I started. It was just me and my camera and my uh, and my gimbal. But as things blew up and as I got better at what I do, started working with bigger artists, um, yeah, it just, it just all blew up and direct, yeah, I became a director. Became yeah. a director. So in terms of, like, university, college, how, how did you start? Did you go there? Did you learn media? Or was yeah. it totally different? So I did media communication at uni. But to be honest, I only went to uni to um, move to London because I wasn't living in London at that point. And uh, media and communication, I, I got the grades to get in and kind of just went from there. But that was like a little bit of everything, a bit of radio, a bit of TV, a bit of advertising. It was like a really general course. Yeah. And then um, that's when I first picked up a camera and I did, did some stuff with, uh, with like uh, in our advertising section. And then, um, yeah, that's when I knew like, oh, cool, I want to do something with cameras. But I didn't know what it was. I, I'd, I'd filmed a couple of events and stuff. So uh, yeah. knew it was something yeah, around Yeah, I knew it was something, but I didn't know. It took a couple of years before yeah. first picking it up to realizing like, yo, I'm actually going to take this as a as a career. Yeah, we, we touched on one of the previous episodes I did. I did touch on like, do you think it's important to live in London to have a success in the creative industry? Yeah. What, is, what is your yeah, opinion on that? 100%. <laughs> like my friends who don't live in London who are directors, I always tell them like, yo, move to London. Because when you start up, you want to be really accessible. You want, you like, some, there was, I remember there was an artist that hit me up like the, like on the day he was like, yo bro, like I need a video today. And I was like, yeah, cool. I had all my stuff and I was ready to go, you know, but if I'd been living in Manchester or Portsmouth where my family were living at the time, it might've been a bit harder to get there on time. And he might be like, oh, you know what? You know, I got somebody who's local that can just pull up in an hour. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's really important to be in London where everything's going on and, uh, and yeah, that's just the best place to be, to be honest. What was your first day on set? So obviously you said you went to Antigua, but when you were you had finished uni, you were in London, you were working as a full-blown kind of director. What was your first day on set? Like, what did that feel like? What, well, like a big set? A big set. A big set. Um, my first big set that I did was actually in Zanzibar. Oh, yeah, wow. it was it was for Notes, My Lover. And that was the first time that I had a crew. Uh, we had like a DP, producer, everything. So it wasn't even like a... A, like a London-based thing, it was over there. So it was just, everything was going on. There was so much, I don't know, obviously just being in a different country anyway is like almost overwhelming, but being a director, we're filming on a boat, like the notes boat was sinking a little bit. Like it was wow. crazy. So, um, but at that point I was like, yo, this is this is the life that I want to live. Like I, I really want to carry on with this. And obviously with working with notes, things blew up. 
did Notes and Mabel, My Lover, which was my first big set in England. And uh, yeah, I kind of knew that, yeah, that I'm loving this, you know what I'm saying? And how did you get on that set, that big set? So you've worked with quite a big like number of artists and a lot of the Daily Duff. Is all Daily Duff are you? It was up until a couple of years ago where I handed it over to um, one of my friends who's who keeps on. But you started doing them. I, st- I started doing the, the ones where it's half yellow on one side and half black on the other. Yeah, I, that was me. And then my friend Nitin, who was doing the lighting, and then um, Nitin took over the filming side of things. But I recently got to go back and film Steph London's one with the yes. uh, the pink and black, which I was really that. cool. It was really that nice was hard. Back. So in terms, yeah, how did you get that connection to be able to go on? Like I know how it is when you start on smaller sets and you meet people, you work with crew and you work your way up onto those bigger sets with those bigger artists but is that kind of how you made it in terms of working with bigger artists no so it was kind of a thing where I was I was just filming like one or two artists a month like not really getting I was making like 200 pounds a month at this point and uh but I knew that at that time Twitter was popping so I was on Twitter I was DMing loads of people um I tweeted like 600 artists and then there was a, a time where like there was one uh graphic designer he was doing everybody's artworks but I saw he had bare industry connections following him so I paid him to make me like a little uh, price list just so I'd be on his radar and it was like 70 pounds but I didn't have 70 pounds but it was like I was like I have to pay this guy just so I'm on his radar and then from there a a couple months later someone from GRM Sakib he, he put a tweet out saying are any videographers available and he's seen that added me and said, yeah, Kirk's is a dope videographer. Oh. And that's how the connection came and that's how I started working with GRM. Oh, wow. Is, so it's yeah. literally like you went out there and kind of got it got it for yourself, essentially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You? Because obviously I moved to London when I was 19, so I didn't grow up around a lot of people around here. I had friends from here, but it, was, it wasn't like I grew up around rappers. Uh, I grew up around people that wanted to shoot music videos. I had to literally put myself out there and... Build it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. the same as you. I moved when I was 19 and just had to... Yeah, you just... So in terms of when you were working with all these different crew, like, do directors kind of take round crew that they like, like, you know, people, you might meet a gaffer or someone that you like and then they're the people that you call upon every time you get... Yeah, I I think, like, I'm always down to work with new people and it's not like, oh, I'm never going to work with these people because I don't know you because obviously it's it's always cool working with with, uh, different people. But, like, once you start working with people that are reliable, that you know you can always count on, and once you kind of build that relationship, they... Like I've got a couple of gaffers that I can say, oh, bro, can you just set that up? And they'll just know what I want, what I like, what I like and how I want it. And then I can just go off and focus on dealing with the artist, get setting up the shot. And I don't have to worry about my lighting not looking good because they, they already know my style and, and what I want. But at the same time, when you're working with somebody new, you get different styles, you get different looks. And that's that's also a bonus as well. So I like to mix it up, but I do like to go back to the same people a lot. Yeah. How important is it like for a director? I feel like a director like dabbles in everything like, even when you walked in this room earlier you were like the lighting let me just do the lighting yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. and things like that and also producing like yes. you produce a lot of your own stuff I assume without yeah. even having a producer so how does that work yeah so I, I did have a producer for a long time and I still do for certain projects but sometimes because I've been in the industry for like seven years now I've got a lot of connections and um, sometimes I just want to do it myself or so I just get get down to it I just send out the emails if it's a bit of a smaller budget and I know that I can handle the production I know that I can handle the direction then um, yeah I'll just produce it myself it can be overwhelming sometimes and you can be like oh especially in music videos nothing always goes right so when it's like <laughs> Like there's a disaster happening, you're like, oh, I need to get the shot, but then somebody's not turning up for the next scene. You're like, yo, but yeah, um, no, it's it's fun. Like I, 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 
Yeah, like... yeah, speaking of music videos and speaking of budget, yes. something I really want to talk to you about is the most recent thing you did where you shot 26 artists yeah, in one yeah. weekend yes. and charging £500, I think, for an hour of shooting. Yeah. Where did that idea come about? How did you execute it? So talk, me, talk me through it. Me and my boy J-Mal, um, it was the middle of lockdown and we'd been doing freestyles for one of our friends, Artan, and people just love them like they're like people messaging us oh can we get a video like that can we get a video like that and we're like yo if we just rent out this place for the day we give everybody the same setup but we can change the color of the lights hopefully we can get some bookings and um we set it at 500 pounds and once we 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 needed like three or four bookings to to cover the cover the cost of like the lighting the the location everything and the rest was profit right our marketing and the rest of profit and uh yeah just we i posted it on instagram he posted it on instagram and that just sold out in 24 hours we that was 13 artists wow. and then we were like should we do another day and that sold out as well so um we did 26 artists we made a whole bunch of money like it was it was sick but then at the same time we're providing value because it's like you got the warehouse you got the the lighting you got a sick setup and you got some content to put on your own channel especially during locked like well this was just as lockdown was opening up so people hadn't been shooting too much so it was a perfect opportunity to not have to like spend so much money on on a music video but at the same time you're getting some good quality and we were getting paid so yeah was, i was yeah. saying uh, it was so good for the artists because yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah. can't afford what some people are getting for music videos no, nowadays definitely. and you know we were, we were speaking earlier kind of off the podcast just saying about how you know that goes through different dwindles where there's loads of work and then there's not so much work yeah and, yeah yeah you know how it is at the moment where there's not loads of work going on i think as well with different platforms like what would you say for music artists from your opinion is the most important form of content right now would you say it's a, a full long music video or would you say it's something else i, I want to say music video so everybody <laughs> hit me up but um i think it's like important to just like be diverse in what you do like you need to be on tiktok you need to be on instagram um you need to be creating music videos you need to be making content in every single form every single platform because there are people on on, like people on every platform so um yeah I think it's important to just make sure you're kind of doing everything because being an artist now with social media it's not like it was before the internet you know you have to think and mm. on so many different things but at the same time a lot of artists they don't need labels anymore or they don't need as much help from labels as they did before so I think if you can do as much as you can by yourself then um yeah, yeah but you've cool. got to be it's expensive though but you've got to be pushing out that content and uh yeah and get it done because usually the labels will come to you so just to explain people how the process works like usually the labels like will put out um like that this artist wants to do a music video isn't it and then yeah, you, yeah. you write a treatment for it like yeah, can yeah. you explain the process for so it? it depends so I work with independent artists and I work with labels so with the labels they'll be like oh, we've got this artist, we've got this amount of budget, and this is the base idea that we want. Can you write a treatment, which is like a video pitch um, to for the video? And they'll send that to maybe like five, six, seven directors. And then whoever the artist likes is whoever will get the video. And that's cool. Then obviously we, with labels, we get big budgets. So we got sick crew, we get sick locations and um, do that. But then on the independent side, sometimes the artist will just be like, hit me up like, yo, bro, um, I would just want a block video and I've got a car and some girls and just like, you know, you're standing yeah. rap video. And um, th to be honest, there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. I actually really enjoy shooting those kind of videos, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'll just have a set price for them. And, and it's a bit of a, an easier, smoother process because yeah. with labels, you kind of have to pitch your creativity. Whereas if you've got a good personal brand as a, as a videographer, then people will just come to you directly and mm. you don't have to worry about like fighting over, not fighting, but like, yeah 
pitching against somebody else, you know, you, you just get the job, which is nice. Yeah. And you get to work with the artist directly. There's no like middle people saying, oh, actually, we don't know about this show. We don't know about that. You can just be like, nah, this looks sick. Let's get it. Or like, nah, I don't think you should do this. And just, you know, yeah. just make cool stuff with people who really appreciate it. Yeah. Do you think, do you prefer then independent or label? Or does it literally just depend on the job? You know, what? there's some label videos that I really love. And there's a lot that I, I find it really stressful as well. I feel, I feel like on some extent, it kind of takes away the fun of being a creative because there's a lot of barriers and things that you have to think about. But then you have the budget to do loads of cool stuff as well. Whereas with independent artists, you don't have the budget to do as much cool stuff. But I really love just working with artists one on one and just creating cool stuff, especially when we fly out and we're just like, let's just get like a lifestyle, like lifestyle type video abroad and go to somewhere cool and mm. do some cool stuff. So I think there's pros and cons. But um, no, I do really love working with independent artists. Like yeah. I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about kind of highlights for you and I definitely want to go back to Daily Duppy because yes. did you when you started that like how did that idea come about for a start so they'd been doing Daily Duppy before with Chazapetti I believe who's a sick sick director he just done Jungle okay series yes. yeah he's sick but I think he's gone off and done his uh, his own thing and then I was really close with uh, Sakiba at GRM at the time I was still close but um, me and GRM were working quite a lot and and yeah they just said yo do you want to like do the new series of, of Daily Duppies and they just got all the artists in and we just started filming it and it was just it just was so sick like just working with so many different artists at the time and yeah. artists that I hadn't heard of before artists that I had heard of before working with like upcoming artists like not like really upcoming artists but like people that are just starting to pop off and this was like 2018 when I started so it was just as the industry was really like popping off yeah. and yeah it was really good fun and uh yeah got to work with some some really cool people yeah because a lot of people watch daily duppies and that's how they they find out about artists yeah, and then yeah, that's yeah. how people blow from there so obviously when you when you were doing them did you did you expect like your videos to go as big as they went because i guess that's how people found you as well no no it's a, I, I don't even know i just came in on like a like cool let's just shoot freestyles like it's, it's cool and I learned a lot from that I learned how to manage a freestyle set which is how we came on to end up doing the 26 artists in of course in um in a weekend because I learned about scheduling and how, getting people down and how it all works which was which was dope and then I got to connect with a lot of artists whilst I'm filming as well that I might not have been able to connect with before which was which was yeah that was really yeah. cool yeah yeah I got to work with like with like Jay Huss, for example, which is someone I'd worked with him before, at, more at the beginning of both our careers, and then we done the the freestyle, um, the the daily duppy. And I, at that time, I was like so gassed because obviously Jay Huss is Jay Huss, you know. Yeah, like, he's yeah, dope. Exactly. So yeah, 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 I was proper excited. That's amazing. So in terms of like career highlights for you, what what is one of the best days you've ever had on set? Ooh, you know, everybody asks me this like, what's my my favorite video I've done? What's the like the best time I've had? And I feel like every video is so different, like sometimes it'll be like I'll get to go and travel to a different country and I'll have such a good time and it's such an experience and then other times I'll just go to do like a really basic block video but the vibe's so sick and I'm like yo this is so fun like I want to jump in the video so um yeah I, I can't give like a like a best or, or worst time but I can I can definitely say that it's just a everything's different and just the general experience throughout my career has just been like I've been so lucky to have experienced it you know yeah and definitely and obviously not being based in London and being able to build such a like prominent career in London yeah, is yeah, just yeah. Like, you're such a credit to yourself for everything that you've been doing Appreciate um so you're you've also been nominated before for a rated award haven't yeah, you yeah, 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 that was... so 
things like that, like you're just getting the exposure that you need as well in no, the industry. Definitely. But obviously, most recently, you've been cracking up the views with um, your vlogs. Yeah, I've been trying to vlog. That's something new that I've just because there's a lot of people in America that are doing music video vlogs. Not like a lot, but like a few. And I was like, oh, I'll be dope to do it in in London, do a, a UK perspective. And um, yeah, I'm just having fun with it, showing people what it's like behind the scenes. Um, hopefully it grows. Hopefully the people who watch it like it. So I've been getting a good response, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. So where did that idea come from? Just because you saw it being done by other people, you thought we don't even have that in the UK. So yeah, do, do you know, what? actually, this is the third time I've attempted to like be on YouTube. So I, oh, really? I, I tried it once in like 2016. I watched the vlog I, like a couple of weeks ago I found my old hard drives I was like oh my god this is terrible like I'm so glad I didn't put this out and then I, I did it again during lockdown but I just wasn't in the right space mentally to like put myself out there and stuff and then more recently I was just like oh you know what let's just let's just start creating content why not you know I've, I've got so much experience um, I'm sure there's like bare young videographers because now there's so many videographers about I'm sure they want to see what it's like being on set when you're a bit more experienced yeah and, um, what for sure day in the life is like and things like that so that's why I wanted to just show people what it's like yeah so like we were saying earlier as well about there being a lot of videographers now a lot of people will yes. have have more accessibility to kit and things like that but how did you first get your hands on your own kit like how long did that take for you I, I took out like a mad loan <laughs> I took out a mad loan I didn't even know how I was gonna pay it I didn't even have a job at the time but I took out this mad loan and I just got a uh, Canon 5D a 35mm lens and a Ronin and it was like 300 pound a month to pay back and I was not earning 300 pounds a month I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this wow. but um it worked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's how I did I mean, I wouldn't recommend that route at, <laughs> at all because it was so stressful. But it, it worked out for me and I just uh, had full belief that I was going mm. to make it work. Yeah. So obviously directing, producing, I mean, DOP in basically yeah, yeah. everything you cover. So you've told me like the times where you had like good times on set, you know, you've been abroad and you get to work with artists that you love and admire. So what, what does a what does a bad day on set look like for you? Like what has to go wrong for it to be like, oh, this is a bit of a bad day? A bad set is like from the artist side, it's the artist turning up hella late and we, we've got to get as much as we can in a little possible of time. From my side, it's like maybe a piece of kit hasn't turned up. Maybe someone that we've booked hasn't turned up. Um, I remember one time I spilled oil all over this uh, warehouse floor and I thought I was going to get charged loads of money, but luckily the insurance covered it. And I was so stressed and I'm, I was producing, directing that one as well. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, um, I remember I FaceTimed my granddad. I was like, because he's like a proper hands-on guy. I was like, granddad, how can I get rid of this stain on the floor? Like I'm going to get charged so much money. He was like, no, you're just, just going to have to film it. You know? <laughs> I was like, thanks, granddad. Yeah, I was like, thanks, granddad. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, no. it was... Uh, but that that's a bad day when things are just going wrong and um and leading on from that as well sometimes you sometimes it's like really cool working with artists on a creative level but a lot of people aren't very good on a business level as well so they take mm -hmm. a long time to pay you're chasing invoices um that's like a real downside of being freelance and being self-employed is like chasing money that well, you've worked for it you've done it and then people are just longing at, longing you up for money like if people are cool with me and they say like yo bro i'm struggling a bit it's, if we shoot this video can we pay like and i pay you like next month like if i'm not shooting anywhere i'll be like yeah why not like cool as long as we've agreed on it and everything but yeah if we go to do it and then people long me out it's, it's... but you find even sometimes the big labels oh yeah yeah they're almost like yeah, the yeah, worst yeah, 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 they're yeah, the ones yeah. that take the longest to pay you like you know i was speaking to 
um, previous people about this, and it's about like chasing invoices and like what is the hardest thing of being freelance is like mm-hmm. I think some companies sometimes think that you you're just not going to have the manpower to chase the money. Yeah, but yeah. you know it's not that e- it's not that hard to get a lawyer like or get no, it's, back you. And it's like you got to think about like with, with labels you got to deliver a certain amount of stuff and then send the hard drive to them and they've got to sign that off and it's got to be received properly and it's just like so much back and forth and then you might be missing a, a release form from somebody and yeah. it's like they won't pay you till all those things are done which obviously like when you sign the contract you know that but it's also when you're just like one or two people it's a lot of things to to, mm-hmm. to think about but yeah i haven't to be honest i've, I've always got paid from labels like in the end yeah. I've, I've never had a problem it's more um i've had difficulties with independent artists but i've always got paid in the end so it's just uh, yeah so with yeah. The, with them just out of interest i'm nosy no, no, um cool. with the music videos that you did when you were charging like 500 pound for one hour did you get the money up front before you did oh yeah with that one that, that one yeah we um we took all the money up front to be honest most of the time i take money up front now yeah. anyway but i feel like that's because i'm at a point where like people know that i'm established people know that i don't mess around when it comes to video so um they trust me to not run away but you know yeah. obviously there's been scandals within the industry and stuff which uh, I'm sure we're all well aware of <laughs> yeah so um yeah, yeah. I, I understand from my artist perspective definitely why you might not want to pay up front but try and just come to agreements you know yeah of course is there still artists out there that you still are like waiting to work with or brands that you quite like the look of that you'd like to work with that you want to manifest on the podcast okay. of who you want to work um, with I feel like I definitely there's artists I'm just cool with like it doesn't matter if someone's like mad famous or or they're just like just coming up. I just like working with like dope people. If they just want to have fun on set, want to do cool stuff, they look sick on camera, like they've got good energy and good music, like I'm down to work with anybody. And in terms of brands, definitely want to start working with some brands. I, I want to, like away from music, I'd love to work with like more travel brand. Like um, my, my backpack, it's like, oh no, not this one. I've got another one by a brand called Wondered. They do like a lot of travel stuff. I'd love to work with like someone like them and and yeah. just do cool travel stuff and uh yeah just just create cool content you know like yeah. stuff away from london as well cuz obviously i've been in london for 11 years now so it would be nice to do some stuff outside of London as well yeah definitely you know you want to do stuff abroad as well and get those things it's always good when you can get music video abroad as well Uh, oh my gosh yeah yeah I'm going Cologne next week I'm mad excited I've never been in Germany oh Oh my god that's going to be so fun so in terms of those coming up so people coming up in the industry at the moment what advice would you give to them if somebody was maybe in uni right now um, and was really good with a camera and wanted to get into it like how would you I think just um, go out and shoot music videos for free like there's bare advice and oh don't do anything for free know your worth but at, at the same time it's you against 2,000 other people trying to do the same so you got to prove like get your name out there build that show real build that portfolio and show people like yo like I'm actually good at what I do um but you got to do it for free that's one thing I, I wish I'd done at the beginning I never did anything for free and if I could go back I would have done a bunch of free stuff and um given people more of a reason to to hit me up you know yeah but yeah go out shoot videos for free um build that before portfolio just put bare content on TikTok, your behind the scenes, um, Instagram. Like I'm I'm rubbish at this myself, but if I was gonna give that advice, it'd be putting loads of stuff on 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 TikTok so people can see there's some guys, um, Don Prod, there's some directors from London, uh, they're from the Isle of Wight, I think actually. And uh and they they just put bare content out behind the scenes and people love it, they get bare views and they get bare work and it's it's sick, like I proper rate it. So if I was coming up in the industry now that's exactly what I do yeah yeah I see their stuff quite a lot actually yeah. about and how much it's blowing up and things yeah, like that and yeah, you do yeah. think like I don't know about you whenever I'm on set I always am like oh I really should get some nice 
BTS pictures, but you just never have the you time. You never think about it, yeah. You never yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it, but I suppose if that's what's going to lead you to your next job, um, you know, and like you say, they get more work from it and things like that. People can see that they're quite fun to work with behind the scenes. People mm-hmm. are going to want to work with them even more. So that's definitely important. How important, just out of interest, would you say it is to go to university? Uh, I don't... What, like, if I was going to be a videographer, I wouldn't go to university. If I could go back in time and knew that this is what I, I wanted to do, um, I wouldn't have done it. Mm. But that's just me personally. If sometimes, it, but that said, it took me to go to university to figure out what I wanted to do. You know, yeah. if, um, if I knew from 14 years old that I'm going to be a videographer and I, I'm going to, this is the path that I'm going to choose and this is exactly what I want to do, then I'll go out and get the experience instead. But sometimes I feel like. You need to go there. You need to get that life. I learned so much, like life experience from university. Yeah. Um, I left. I was living in Portsmouth at the time. I, I university allowed me to leave Portsmouth, um, and just figure out a new life and everything. So, yeah, it just there's pros and cons. It depends if you know what you want to do and you don't know what you want to do. You know. Yeah. And do you see yourself creating content like till the end, till have, the end of time? I have no idea. This is just like a new journey for me, but I'm enjoying it. It's um, it's a bit hard to stay consistent because it's like you really got to think up like, oh, what. Well, first you're like, oh, do people really want to watch me? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Now? Like, yeah. I, I'm just a normal guy, really. I just carry a camera. So it's like on that side, I'm like, oh, do I want to create this content? But at the same time, it's like, it's just fun. I'm just doing it for myself. Like, I'm not getting paid to do it. I'm just doing it for... Enjoyment. Yeah, and, and yeah. people have DM me like, yo, bro, like that helped me so much. Like, I really appreciate that. So uh, comments like that make you want to keep on going. Yeah, and also some videos, you know, that you showed me earlier that's coming out soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah, excited yeah. about that. That's the sort of content that, that you want to see, like things that excite you and engage oh, you definitely. and things that you're not used to seeing, things that are different. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. in a world where everyone's kind of trying to do something different, it's just good to be able to actually provide something different and not just a couple yeah, copy of something else. No, 100%, 100%. So, but yeah, no, thank you so much though for like for everything, for your time and just talking to you because it's always been interesting, especially as somebody who's more so in production no, definitely. to find out how directors get onto set yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and how you came about in the game because I had this idea that you've been in London for ages because you're just so in- integrated into the scene yeah yeah no 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 I came I came here like 11 years ago and I got into the scene about 7 years ago so um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah. I was going to ask you as well actually what do you what do your family think of like you work in a creative industry I guess all families are different but yeah uh, they were kind of cool like um, I don't I don't really have too much of a, a problem with them like I think like my grandparents at first were like uh they're from Argentina they were like uh they're very and they're very like they're super like um university focused my my nan's a professor in a university my my granddad was a physicist so it was like real like educational based stuff but once they started seeing like oh like I'm traveling around the world like I had a nice car for a long time and they see me making money so they were like oh okay like because they don't know you know like a lot of older generations don't know that this is a like a legit route you can make good money in so um yeah of course yeah they were cool my parents are just mad supportive so i'm really lucky to to have them you know oh that's good well we wish you all your best on your ventures on your vlogs we're very much looking forward to seeing what else you have coming up and also maybe hopefully some stuff with beta squad as well yeah yeah that would be dope that would be dope but yeah do you want to just let us know what your socials are as well just so people can find you and follow your journey yeah uh hit me up on instagram it's kirks diaz and uh twitter and tiktok all kirks diaz yeah yeah amazing thank you so much